I V M. Hey everyone, welcome to Shunya One, episode one ninety three. Yet another very very thrilling conversation today. Uh, I'm talking with uh, Ravi Bhushan, the founder and CEO of Bright Champs. Uh, Bright Champs, if you haven't heard about them, is is an edtech company. first of all but a very different i would say at tech in terms of its approach its uh, the scope uh, the market they're going after everything from the fact that they are a goa born startup in the pandemic who went outside of india first to you know solve for edtech in the global market and now of course providing services in india to the fact that you know they are very focused on skill development and very practical life uh, skills like ravi mentioned in the chat so a very interesting conversation and both uh, personal background of ravi as well and the kind of stuff he's done as well as you know what bright champs is up to i hope you'll enjoy it uh, stay tuned uh, we'll take a quick break and continue the conversation hey hi ravi welcome to shunya one how are you doing hey hi siladitte i'm glad to be here i'm doing fine how are you doing fine thank you you know ravi you're a very unique entrepreneur in so many ways but i think i'll first ask where are you right now are you are you in goa which is which is what you call home and your uh, where you founded the company yeah i'm based out of goa you are right and in fact the company is headquartered in goa uh, we started at the during the peak of pandemic when i formed the initial team i asked them that you know what is the most suitable place where we can work effectively and i and gave them option metro cities beaches or mountains they said beaches and then we all shifted to goa wonderful oh wow so it was a conscious choice to go and then start the company oh that's amazing absolutely that's amazing no so that's good to know and uh, you know like i said uh, i would love to sort of hear from you you uh, you know in your words about what exactly led to the company getting started and you know what right champs is all about but before that to you know for everyone listening today your own story a little bit because you've been a entrepreneur a operator a part of a lot of unique companies uh, in the india startup ecosystem so could you tell us a little bit of your back story to set context sure you know my upbringing i come from a tier 2 sort of town in india uh, there is not much sort of infrastructure but there is a lot of aspiration right and unique thing about my upbringing is i'm mostly a home school child I used to live with my grandfather. After grade three, I sort of, you know, expressed to him that uh, in going to a school is not so effective. Can I, can I just uh, study with you? And then he sort of agreed, and you know, convinced my father. In the hindsight, I find that you know this was a good decision, right? I find that in in the conventional education system, there are so many things which can be done in a better way. But long story short, that is how my childhood went. And then mm. after after I completed my twelfth. my elder sister got married and you know my brother in law he was from mits pilani he said that you know you should do engineering or medicine <laughs> otherwise you know there is no not much say in the society and india is like that right so i appeared for iit got into computer science in iit bhu and then after that pretty much life was a normal life i was a techie guy i was working in different uh, you know sort of a startup got some early success you know few of the startups got acquired uh by you know other companies based out of toronto and new york and then mm-hmm. finally after working for some of the startups outside india i realized that you know i should come back to indian startup ecosystem and that is when i joined uh, prop tiger housing makan as uh, as the cto and there also the journey was fantastic i used to love technology you know that was my core skill but then over a period of time i also developed a lot of fascination and love for uh, customer insight right and uh, 
product and distribution pieces. And I think uh, all those things are very, very important, right? So the journey was quite rewarding. So that is my background uh, before starting Bright Champs. Wonderful. And, you know, these companies, uh, the, especially the last, let's say, last stint, uh, you know, at uh, Propager and uh, housing, etc. All of these companies were also, I think housing especially was very focused on product was very much product led in in its aspirations to sort of break into that space was that sort of your uh, you know basis to also crack into the edtech space now that you are in and what was your initial let's say thesis around when you researched the space overall i think brightjumps uh, is an outcome of a lot of personal experiences i have gone through in my life uh, since the childhood as you can uh, sense i i am sort of a misfit uh, to the conventional education system right uh, when the term of homeschooling was not there, you know, I was sort of doing homeschooling with my grandfather, right? And when I was in my professional job, uh, that time also, I realized a common pattern in society. And that pattern was around people missing on core life skills. And that is why ending up uh, with an inferior outcome in their life, uh, because mm. nobody guided them that these life skills are very important. So a lot of my tech mm. friends who were in good job earning, you know, good uh, sort of money, you know, they, they used to always share with me that, you know, they, they, they are earning money, but they don't know how to deal with money. Right. And, uh, and, and that was because uh, nobody, nobody made them literate around finances, right. How to deal with money, right. how to invest uh, and how to utilize, how to take advantage of compounding. All those things were completely alien concepts. So we were academically good people, right. In society, but financially you can call illiterate people. Yeah, right. Illiterate. So, and, and, yeah. yeah, and that led to a lot of inferior outcome. A lot of my friends who were not from the not from the tech background, like chartered accountant, like interior designers, like lawyers, doctors, all these people are very. Most of them are very serious about their profession, but then they always, uh, you know, used to share this feeling that Ravi, if I would have had the knowledge of technology, we would have also done much better in our life. And yeah. and that and that was a common sort of you know pattern emerging and I was seeing that you know these people are very very serious and they want a very uh, superlative outcome in their life but unfortunately they are stuck because some of the core life skills which ideally you know should catalyze their career growth but unfortunately nobody taught them about this they now now is becoming a hindrance for their uh, you know overall outcome in life hmm. so I realized that you know these things are very important unfortunately the conventional education system is not focusing a lot because of their own uh, you know uh, regions but then there is a big opportunity if we can provide high quality education around all these foundational skill important life skills of modern time then we can not only uh, not only solve an important pain point in the society at the same time, we can also create a massive sort of, uh, you know, successful company. So both the both the aspirations can be solved because I realized that this is not just India's specific problem. This is a problem in many other countries, even in the top schools of New York, Dubai, Kuala Lumpur and, uh, you know, Abu Dhabi. What I realized is that, uh, you know, in the name of the high quality technology education, education uh, schools are teaching how to make things bold and italics in Microsoft Word, right? That was the level of education. So what I'm trying to say is that, you know, this was a global gap. And the moment I realized that there is a big market and there is a real pain point, I just went after it. Mm, interesting. And, you know, again, narrowing down before we get into, let's say, a description of the kind of product that you've built and you know, how it's how it goes to markets per se. What was it? That, so you mentioned two problems areas. People in tech were not good at the non-tech stuff. 
and then the people in let's say non tech were always handicapped when it comes to tech and we see this around us so you absolutely correct observation right so when you decided to build this for edtech which is which is like uh, earlier in life right when you uh, you are obviously approaching the demographic of children how did you decide how early this has to you know uh, go like where and by i think this was 2020 when you uh, were formed obviously start of the pandemic like you said edtech was obviously had not seen the chaos and craziness that we saw in the last two years but it was a good alternative or a add on to let's say a child's regular experience so how did that happen did you talk to parents how well this would be received yeah absolutely again the first uh, decision that you know i should do this first for the k12 segment was from the first principle thinking if you if you ask me let's say in my family me and my son who is 9 year old if you ask both of us to learn a new language let's say french or whatever spanish right mm. i can guarantee you that you know he will learn faster and easier than me right like you know the oh, of course. in the formative ages the speed and the clarity with which you grasp the concept is is just so fantastic right and that is why you know in the adulthood people struggle more compared to you know the kids who are in their very formative ages learning the same thing right so i realized that you know the skills which i'm talking about are important life skills and it is important that you know we provide this kind of uh, introduction or familiarity around this important life skills in the early early uh, age of the child because that time they will be very raw and they will understand the concept very easily and they will become the first class citizen of the modern world rather than retrofitting this concept when they when they are already matured right so mm-hmm. so that was the reason this was a sort of first principle thinking and the second thing was that you know of course i talked to a lot of parents right you know more than 300 parents i personally you know talked for more than an hour each uh, and and i realized that you know in direct or indirect way people are going through this pain point lot of parents i uh, wherein they said that you know i have suffered through this thing i don't want my children to suffer, go through the same suffering right and hence i am ready to spend uh, time money and you know focus on uh, ensuring that you know my child does not go through the same pain right? right and and then i realized that there is a real you know gap and there is a real market available you know when obviously parents like like yourself uh, obviously and everyone you spoke to there already they have realized that this is something uh, you know necessary but uh, if i can ask the india at large is still very much a, a rote education system right i mean we are very standardized we are very exam oriented like all the early like my reference was obviously to the early edtech was very exam and degree or certification oriented sort of edtech products which were nothing but extension of your classes which people go to so when you approach with your product obviously it would have been something which maybe not were maybe the masses were not ready for so i'm curious to understand what made this the right thing for at the right time for our country when you sort of when you went out with this yeah i will share uh, siladit one interesting viewpoint which is happening in the society both in india and outside there was a time like 10 year before when i i used to hire tech talent in the industry i used to uh, index a lot on the background the kind of institute that the person is coming from so if the person is from iit i'll heavily uh, you know give a yeah, good bias. score around that and then uh, i'll 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 convince myself whether the guy is whether, whether the person knows the skill or not because he is from such a such such, a, such an institute uh, he will figure it, figure it out right and uh, and then we used to hire 
At the same time, now when I see, you know, my own behavior and my team's behavior in terms of, you know, selecting the right candidate has significantly changed. What we are doing is that we are not caring about what kind of institute you are coming from, right? Even if you are 12th pass mm. and or yeah. you are coming from one of the top colleges of or top institute of uh, uh, India, uh, more than that, what we are interested in is whether you can, whether you are skilled enough to do your job or not, right? right. What I'm trying to say is that, you know, the reward system, which is your, the job market, which is the reward system of education is already shifting from certificate-based reward to a skill-based reward, right? And that right. shift will percolate down and the education system will start aligning everything accordingly, right? What I'm trying to say is we are in a segment which is in its early early ages, right? It's growing very fast because these are like all modern skills and, uh, uh, you know, the world is changing very, very fast. Everybody right. wants to adopt and the conventional system is not able to move so fast. The gap is increasing, uh, becoming wider and wider. What I believe is that, you know, one one sort of cycle gets completed at the job market wherein the skill gets rewarded more than the certificate, you will find right. that the entire education system down the line gets aligned towards acquiring more skill rather than acquiring more certificate or more or, or getting in, admit, admitted into a premier institute, right? I, right. I, I personally feel that, you know, even right now there is a very big market because we are in a global, you know, sort of play. Uh, at the same time, so you can imagine... You know, my playbook is I'm trying to ride a mountain wherein the mountain is growing very fast and I'm also trying to go up. So there should be a compounding impact of both the things, mm. right? Mm. So so mm. overall, what I feel is that uh, one or two cycle of this feedback loop wherein the job market sends signal to the education market that the skills are important and certificates are not that important, right? right. And then, uh, you know, we will see an, an explosion. In, in, in this particular segment wherein people will start focusing a lot on acquiring good skill, modern skill, rather than acquiring, you know, high quality certificates, right? So that is right. one important, uh, you know, piece. The other thing is we, we all need to understand. And if you see uh, in, from an Indian landscape also, the, the academic outcome has already is already peaking out. Every now mm. and then you read in the new newspaper that, you know, this time, Delhi University is taking admission of kids, you know, who are 98% plus, 99% yeah. plus, right? Yeah. Now, where? So, there is no scope of differentiation now, right? Everything has already yeah. peaked out there, right? So, if you have to really differentiate people, it has to be apart from something apart from academics, right? And, yeah. and these are the real, and that is why we say that, you know, we are an education company which is focused on modern important life skills, which are actually going to empower you to become first class citizen of the modern world. And also help you do better in your life because these things are going to be more rewarding down the line. Wonderful, wonderful. I mean, uh, I absolutely understand what you're saying, and of course, uh, the the example that you shared as well. Uh, I think definitely more and more uh, as those signals percolate downwards, like you said, we will see uh, this being adopted more and more. Uh, Ravi, I want to get into a little bit of the technology chops and product uh, of uh, you know of Brightstamps as well. But before we do that, I'll take a quick break and come back and continue the conversation. Hey everyone, welcome back in conversation with Ravi, you know, talking to us about what Bright Champs is all about. And Ravi, you've shared the origin story, the scope, I think, uh, and obviously the, you know, very apparent, let's say, market that there is something like this. Now, on a, if you ask me personally, uh, what you just said last, right, that skills are more important or will become more and more important versus, let's say, just your certificates. I think that the there is a conscious effort around that definitely uh, at, at early ages. Like I, I know uh, your ch uh, child is nine years old. I have one, I have a, who, a one year old today. 
and already i can you know foresee that there are these let's say play groups and play schools and what not which are all about sort of random skills which are not going to be no one's going to give me a certificate for that saying that this will help you with admissions anywhere but i know as a parent it's still valuable that you know uh, they learn this so between there and then the gap uh, and then the job market where obviously like you said they have accepted that skills are necessary and anyone getting a job today they will consider their skills more than their certificate in most places between those two ages is pretty much the k12 like you said is what your target uh, area is right so what is the product how have you designed it as a is it a curriculum is it courses and what are those unique let's say anchor points or uh, outcomes that you promise more so to the parent as well right because this is obviously a parent who's taking a decision around uh, you know putting their child into one of your courses so could you explain the uh, overall product uh, to us a little bit sure we we right now offer four important life skills um, as i said that you know the company vision is all about becoming a platform which is synonym to high quality education around important life skill which is required to have a superlative outcome in life in today's time right uh, so we started with technology foundation courses for kids and then we expanded that to financial literacy for kids and then now we have the third vertical which is robotics for kids and then the fourth mm-hmm. vertical which is effective communication which is like how to effectively uh, present your idea how to nice. communicate effectively which is also an important life skill in today's time right so these are the four things which we have right now to offer of course uh, that's not uh, uh, the complete set of things whenever we realize that in a given market this this particular life skill is very important and is not being served properly by the conventional system then we'll get into that right uh, as far as the product experience is concerned in all these verticals we have we have integrated a lot of technology like like for example we have a financial literacy app through which one can learn the the basics of uh, finances in a very playful gamified way like th- concepts like opportunity cost supply demand how stock market works how insurance works how money evolved from barter system to gold coin mm. to dollar bill to plastic currency to cryptocurrency right all these concepts in a very playful way one can learn S- similarly in the technology education we have lot of uh, you know experience which we have crafted we have a smart works platform through which children can actually get into that immersive world and interact with each other we are the mm-hmm. only platform which is giving a sort of global exposure to children in their early days right we all know that the time has come wherein when we get into our professional life we will be required to compete with the people at a global uh, of global uh, you know nature right, right? you know right. you you are not going to only work with people of your country right and people who have more confident to do, deal with people of diverse culture they will have a better outcome so why can't we provide such a such a such an experience to kids in their early days so they so they become so when they grow up they they remain more confident around these things right now, so so we have we have platform which basically can provide such kind of experience and you know these are these are all coming from very first time sort of experience and feedback loop from the parent right when hmm. i when when i myself and my team talk to the parent they say that you know whatever a school they send their child to uh, a school by design is a local phenomena right uh, yes. in that particular school only the children of that area are going to get enrolled nobody is yes. uh, nobody is going to send you know uh, a child from new york to a school of kuala lumpur that's not possible right mm-hmm. you know that's a uh, basic uh, you know design of a school 
Now, given that, you know, we are a multi-country global, uh, you know, edtech platform, we can provide such a global experience to the child wherein a child from Kuala Lumpur, a child from New Delhi, a child from New York, a child from Dubai can group together and, you know, they can work on various aspects and they can learn about each other culture and they can also grow together, right? That is that is an unparalleled experience which is otherwise not possible, right? So, Amazing, yeah. so, so we, we built all this kind of platform, right? And we are trying to see that our goal and, you know, approach of building product and platform is very simple. Find out the gap, which is which is not which is which is there because nobody is serving around those important skills or important experience uh, points, and then mm-hmm. build a product-led solution around that. Right? Like for example, in robotics, we have our own kit which we send to the uh, to the child, and then the teacher has a kit, and you know, with a dual camera technology, we basically give the experience okay. wherein the child actually creates hardware based robot it's not just a you know a screen thing right so mm-hmm. so the child gets to know that how things get integrated and how to do automation and and it's a very evolved experience because he or she can see things working moving and you know doing things right so that is the robotics part similarly you know in the communication piece we have we have a complete platform wherein we, we there is a tangible outcome after every class right so so in all those four verticals we are operating in we have sort of created uh, different type of product and all the, those things stitched together is the overall experience of Bright Chance. Wonderful. And, you know, uh, one of the things you mentioned actually was going to be also another question that came up that a lot of the learning experience is obviously community in some sense, right? You go to school, you are with your other, you know, uh, friends and other students. And then there's, of course, the teacher and the faculty who are who need you, who do things very hands-on. So how are you doing I mean, you explained a little bit of that uh, already. That that you're trying, you're bringing that experience of having small groups, of having faculty, uh, which brings me to the question around that as well. Like, how are you managing the the faculty side experience, the teachers of this? Like, these are all you know. EdTech is again, fortunately, unfortunately, today, like I said, there's chaos in EdTech. I would say uh, there's too much there's too much EdTech around for a parent, let's say, to even decide what's best for their child. Maybe so. How are you making that also something which parents can trust and uh, you know uh, can put be very confident of that the child is getting the right kind of education from you vis-a-vis anything that's a that's a very important question uh Siladit, and we have worked a lot on that particular part i think you know that is one of the core differentiation for bright champs compared to many other companies out there unlike many other vertical wherein the supply side is treated like a like an entity which is involved in the transactional work like for example you say Uber driver or a beautician or a carpenter or something like that, you know, they mm-hmm. they come and do their work, right? But then in our case, we are dealing with uh, teaching, right? Wherein, uh, you know, the job of the teacher is much more evolved and much more uh, in experience driven, right? So rather than, uh, you know, involving the teachers uh, in a very transactional way, we build, actually built a community around teacher, wherein we involve them, we gave them a feeling that you are part of a of an international academy and there is a proper growth path and we made them equip we, we actually enabled them equip them with the right tools so that they remain engaged and they remain excited for the for each and every class they are taking number one number two we also realized that you know in the global playbook there are a lot of geographies because they are blocked or they are there is an entry barrier because of language like for example when we mm. went to indonesia we realized that 80 percent of the market is locked because people oh, can only converse in Bahasa. 
Saudi Arabia, similar case, Vietnam, similar case, Russia, similar case, uh, Korea, similar case, Japan, similar case, right? So we realized that, you know, a significant portion of the world is locked because of the language barrier. And we are not just a company. If there is a, if there is a hindrance toward, you know, in, in terms of giving a high quality education to, to the children, wherever we are present, we try to solve it using the first principle. So we mm-hmm. took the courage uh, being being an Indian company to start with, right? We took the courage to solve this language barrier at a global level. And I'm proud to say Mm -hmm. that, you know, right now we are serving the experience in more than 12 languages across the world, right? So we are the the only tech company who can teach in Arabic. We are the only tech company who can teach in Vietnamese, who can teach in Bahasa, who can teach in many other languages, right? So, so, So what I'm trying to say is our teaching community is very diverse. It's a community driven approach wherein we have equipped them with right tools and right, uh, you know, training so that, you know, they are knowledgeable and they are equipped to and excited for every class. And at the same time, we have also created the most diverse sort of academy with so many languages, so many cultures serving different type of countries, right? Oh, wow. So, I mean, and that means you've seriously gone global, like you said, from day one. Well, this was a conscious approach when you let's say, launched uh, even during the 2020 uh, pandemic that you will sort of take this product global and then your supply side also will be global as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, going global was day one decision, right? It again came from many of the uh, discussions which we internally did uh, and based on first principle. Imagine, uh, you know, think about TCS or Infosys building software for Indian companies, how far they could have gone. So so that is the IT services, uh, you know, route. If you are doing education, export right they are into it export if you are doing education app export which was the first uh, you know bait, bait yeah. we took right we just found that you know it's it's very intuitive to serve the global uh, you know demand uh, through indian supply right and then when we yeah. started going deeper and deeper into the global uh, you know in our global approach we realized that you know there are other problems which we need to solve and then we started building the global supply also so so the mindset that you know we will build a global company was from day zero right and that is why our first launch was in middle east and then we went to southeast asia and then we went to north america right uh, and and you know now for few of the important courses uh, we are also present in india right but then mm-hmm. but then uh, i i would say that you know we were clear in our thought that the, the gap is global the opportunity right. is global so we will not just settle with the uh, local solution that's wonderful uh, ravi uh, you know as closing notes i always ask uh, you know uh, like every entrepreneur has a big vision but what are what can people who are listening to this podcast you know let's say look forward to seeing from let's say you and the bright champs team uh, and of course if you can also share let's say for anyone who heard this show today What's the best place to reach you in case they want to, you know, follow up with you on any questions or anything else there? Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, my experience with education, uh, Siladitta, is uh, there are a lot of companies, there are a lot of interesting sorts, sort of solutions which exist in the market. But uh, uh, very few companies are focusing more on delivery. They are focused more on acquisition, right? I think both the engine need to hum properly, right? Education is such a thing wherein if you do a good job in terms of delivery, People are ready to reward you, right? The kind of NPS we drive in 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 different countries, I I get super surprised, right? You know, seventy plus NPS is something which is a very rare oh. phenomenon in many of the industry, yeah. right? Now, what I'm trying to say is that people are not expecting a lot, 
people are just expecting that you know you fulfill the promises which you have shown to them right or which you have shared with them right and if you deliver just on them right they they are going to reward you in so so many ways referral word of mouth creating a good image around the brand right i think the focus on delivery has gone a little lesser compared to the acquisition focus right that's mm-hmm. one important piece of advice for uh, for the community tech community at large yeah yeah tech community at large and 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 the second thing i'll say that you know edtech is a is a patience game right you don't need to be impatient around it the feedback cycle takes takes much longer time compared to many other industry if you are in e-commerce if you are in fintech you do the transaction and overnight you know you can share the feedback loop but then people yeah. buying courses here they are not going to get they are not going to give the feedback overnight right because they will wait for their child yeah. to have those tangible outcomes to be clear right so it right. is it is a longer cycle right uh, it has to so, so what i'm trying to say is that if you are doing good job be patient around it and and keep on doing it the the compounding impact will happen down the line and there is a lot of positive flywheel effect which you can see if you remain calm and composed and uh, you know focus on the delivery delivery quality rather than you know just scaling up the company wonderful wonderful like the earlier question was also what can we look forward to seeing from you and your team like what are your next year plans growth plans or anything sort of just where next for bright champs no absolutely you know the i i think we are in a wonderful opportunity there is a lot of uh, you know a scope to do a great job we are our next milestone is to teach 10 million kids uh, in in the global uh, in the in the global arena right and keep on doing with quality whatever we are doing people are already rewarding in so many ways right in our initial part of the journey in bright champs was completely the growth was completely based on only one source of funding which was customer revenue right we had we were completely bootstrapped company right we had zero money from outside right so what i'm trying to say is that we need to remain focus the way we were right our next milestone as i said that you know to teach or provide this kind of amazing. education to 10 million kids amazing ravi i mean thank you so much for this super super insightful conversation what's the best place to reach you uh, uh, do you prefer linkedin or twitter or anywhere else you're available for everyone listening i'm available on twitter and linkedin both right uh, okay people can reach out to me at ravi bhu and uh, linkedin it's uh, linkedin.com/ravibhu wonderful we will we'll share those details and of course for everyone listening to the show uh, if you found the show interesting uh, shunya one as well please uh, like and share this episode wherever you're listening to this uh, podcast and uh, you know once again reach out to ravi or myself on twitter or anywhere else and we'd love to hear uh, feedback from you Uh, Ravi, once again, uh, amazing, amazing conversation. Thank you so much. I think uh, last thirty odd minutes were super power packed <laughs> with a lot of insight. And clearly, you're one of those unique uh, tech founders, especially who are very, very focused on you know the the right things which you shared today. Absolutely, look forward to a lot more success for you and the team. Uh, and thank you so much for you know being on our show today. Thank you very much, Siladit. It was pleasure talking to you. Uh, you raised the rice question i am i'm glad that you know people are talking about you know the important question which edtech should always talk about thank you very much for having me no my pleasure my pleasure thank you so much